0: the Floxy Hope podcast. This is Lisa Blomquist and today our guest is Tamara. You can read her story on Floxy Hope and um, she is going to give us a lot more information about her journey. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Tamara. Thank you, Lisa. Really appreciate your willingness to speak about what fluoroquinolones did to you and how you recovered and what your journey was like. So um, why don't you just start at the beginning and give us a little bit of an introduction.
1: Okay. Um, so I am Tamara and I was floxed when I was 28. It's now four years later. Um, I was floxed by Cipro and it was two pills and within four days I was unable to walk. Um, it's the worst symptoms for me I guess were the, the musculoskeletal issues. My right leg seized up for four months. Um, just about four months. Um, but I also had a host of other issues. I had, uh, head tremor. I looked like I had Parkinson's, like I was nodding constantly. Um, I also had, uh, sorry, it's, it's been a few years. Um, I also had like shooting and burning nerve pains in my body. Um, the pain in my leg, my right leg was excruciating. Like the, I've, Yeah. It's the worst pain I've ever had. Um, And yeah, and I kind of just had a very severe immediate reaction. And then I started getting better pretty quickly too, which is not common.
0: Yeah. So yes. let's, let's talk a little bit about the severe and immediate reactions. I and mean, obviously you knew right away that it okay. was from the Cipro. Did you yes. what what was your immediate reaction? What did you do?
1: Uh I went into a panic and I kind of I found Floxy Hope online <laughs> um and I, and some other sites and I started reading about reactions to fluoroquinolones and it Honestly, I went into a panic attack, which is a reasonable thing to
0: do, you know, I mean, like being very, very scared. I I think that having some anxiety and fear around it is, is pretty normal. And especially like when your body is, is having so many troubles and you're experiencing pain and and seizures and Parkinson's like tremors, it's a fairly reasonable thing to do to kind of freak out about it. Did you go and see any doctors?
1: I called, so I was floxed um, for a suspected kidney infection at a hospital, so I called the hospital, and I talked to one of the nurses, and she laughed at me, and then um, I made an appointment to see my family doctor, who had been kind of my doctor my whole life, so I trusted him, and he again was like, nope. This kept me from the Cipro. I think you have a blood clot in your leg, so he sent me for a whole bunch of uh, tests. He sent me for ultrasound on my leg, and he wanted me to start warfarin as like a litmus test to see if see if it would go away, uh, which I refused. So yeah, I didn't have great interactions with doctors in the beginning of my Floxing. Right. Right. Like that's actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. on warfarin yeah, yeah, yeah. another yeah. pretty, pretty serious damaging drug to take, oh
0: yeah, warfarin is nothing to laugh at, and actually, yeah. interestingly, like um my twenty three and me results um, mm-hmm. said that I shouldn't take warfarin, that I'm someone who would um would react. Uh, negatively possibly like uh it would increase my chances of internal bleeding way too much so like there's some there's some genetic components to who should take warfarin and so just kind of like willy-nilly saying like oh well just in case it's a blood clot why don't you take this very serious drug that could cause internal bleeding and kill you seems a little bit like (laughs) like your doctor wasn't doing a very good cost-benefit analysis no Right. Right. But um but anyhow, you know. I didn't
1: have a thought.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I certainly don't don't want to um you know, doctor bash. I just I, I think that it's important that people here that like like these these symptoms aren't recognized and you know probably everyone who's listening to this podcast understands that that doctors dismissal of people when they're going through fluoroquinolone toxicity is unfortunately really common yeah. so um you are someone who experienced that just like a lot of other floxies so um let's uh you started saying that your um you, your recovery journey was actually fairly um, you started to recover fairly quickly as well. So um, can you talk about that a
1: bit? So because I had an immediate reaction and because I knew it was from the antibiotic um, immediately, I was able to start looking online and see what other people had done and joined some of the Floxy groups on Facebook. Um, and just basically all I did because I was bedridden in the beginning is taken in information um so I read everything I could on these reactions and what people had done to help themselves so a lot of a lot of people say you know clean up your diet no sugar no you know do a lot of detoxing in the beginning so I did I did a bunch of different Chinese herbs and teas and um I ate fairly clean at, at the time anyways but um just cleaned it up really good and no sugar and Um, I don't, it's, it's really hard to say unless someone were to investigate all the stories of people who recovered, it's kind of hard to say what was the thing that helped. But I do know that in the beginning, because I knew what was going on, I was able to start sort of detoxing my body with herbs. Um, yeah.
0: Do you know the names of any
1: of those herbs that helped you? I took... Um, I believe it's called I believe the brand's called Dragon Herbs Longevity Tea so it's a tea that contains saponins which help cleanse the body I guess of toxins um, and then I took I did take essential oils I can't tell you what ones and then what dosage or anything um, it was given to a lady who was a kind of an expert in that um, and then I did take a schizandra berry tincture as well, which also helps to kind of protect your liver and detox the body. Um, yeah.
0: Excellent. Okay. Right. You know, just a little disclaimer that I want to put out there. I think that the people who are listening to this podcast most likely want to hear specifics, but um, yes. I, I just want to say the disclaimer that neither of us are doctors. This is just your this is your personal experience, and these are the things that helped you. And yes. um, neither of us are doctors, so don't take this as medical advice. You know, yada yada, all of all of that yeah. stuff. But you know, kind of with that said, I think that people do want specifics so that they could decide on their own whether or not to research things and, and so that they can look into it and, um, get, and make an informed decision. So, right. um, yeah, those that's, that's great that those things helped you. And, um, can you just tell us a bit more about like your, your healing journey? Like what was sure. your time
1: frame? Sure. Um, so in the beginning it was, Again, like I said, mostly my right leg, it had seized up. I couldn't straighten it and and the excruciating pain. Um, as time went on, I was getting worse. So in the weeks and months following the initial floxing, I ended up getting more symptoms, like the tremor-like symptoms and the shooting nerve pains and... Um, the way that my right leg seized up, it started happening in my left arm as well. Um, so I was starting to get worried and starting to kind of delve more into um, treatments that weren't weren't as well known. Um, I was willing to try anything at that point. Um, and so I met with a naturopathic doctor because he did myofacial release which is kind of like massage but for the fascia. So I had him working on my leg um, to kind of because it was so seized up um, it kind of felt like all of my fascia and my tendons and my ligaments were being ripped apart simultaneously is the best way I can explain it. Um, so he would do myofacial release on my leg Um, And then I came across something, I can't even remember where. It might have been on a Floxy Hope story. It might have been somewhere else um, of someone had tried glutathione IV pushes. Now, at the time, I was like, well, my naturopath does this. I'm just going to ask him if he can do this for me. And, of course, um, he said okay, and he kind of looked into it. Um, So I ended up doing two IV pushes, and they were both between 3,000 and 4,000 milligrams, so they were pretty high dosage. Um, And the first one, um, all of my neurological symptoms started to go away. And after the second one, I was able to start straightening my leg, and eventually I was able to start walking. So I did those at... I think three months out and three and a half months out and then I, w- I was able to start walking. It took me many, many months after to be able to walk. Um, because I hadn't walked for so long, my brain had lost the connection to my leg. So, um, when I did start walking again, I, I was tripping all the time and I was rolling my ankle. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of, a bit of what i did and and it was kind of at the time it was a to do the glutathione was kind of a desperate move <laughs> in my situation and it worked thankfully
0: yeah. yeah. And I know that, that you and some other people yeah. who are on the site who have done glutathione um pushes and, and have been helped by glutathione pushes have have gotten some pushback from some people who are in the Floxy community. who yeah. Have reacted negatively to glutathione. So yes. kind of again I want to say that disclaimer that this is this is Tamara's story. It's not medical, medical advice. advice. It's not yeah. something that works for everyone or that helps everyone unfortunately there have been some people who feel worse after glutathione right and
1: right and I feel horrible for those people like and I again whenever I tell my story I kind of say but now we know that some people can react to this so please please be careful do genetic testing to see if this is something you can handle etc
0: Right. And I think that that's really prudent advice. You know, people need to talk to their doctors about it. They need to be really careful and do some advice and listen to both the good and the bad about things. Right. Like, like there is no one, one thing fits all one cure. There's, there's no single cure for fluoroconyl no, toxicity. And, absolutely and, not. And I'm, and I'm really glad that the glutathione pushes helped you. And, um, you know, someone's bad reaction to them doesn't um, that like like that's their story, and their story needs to be um, respected. And just like, right. and and your story should also be respected and listened to. But no one's story is the same because we just don't know any definite answers that absolutely work for everyone. But I am super glad to hear that glutathione worked for you, that it helped you, and um, got yeah. you to the point where you were able to walk again and got rid of your yeah. neurological symptoms. It's huge.
1: Yeah. Well, I was. I basically I was going downhill I was getting worse and worse and worse and worse until I did the glutathione IV pushes and then all of a sudden it's like the tables turned so that was really pretty I can't talk pretty miraculous to me that something could turn it around that quickly and of course that's not common either um but that's my story. So.
0: It's, it's your experience, and it's really yeah. valuable, and I'm really glad that it helped you and turn things around for you. Um, are, are there any other things that you want to mention that are part of your healing journey? Um, I'm not sure. I don't, think, I don't think so. So so another thing that I did want to talk to you about is you have a, um, a baby girl, Uh, and she is now three years old, but you had her, um, you got pregnant post-flox, gave birth, had a healthy baby Uh, post-flox. So uh, can you, um,
1: just tell people a little bit about all of that? Okay. So I was floxed in February of 2014 got better, started walking, went through the whole physical rehab to start walking and I actually got pregnant in November of the same year. So (laughs) I had quite a whirlwind, um, a whirlwind year. Um, And she was born in August of 2015 and she is super healthy and has had no issues. Um, she, I think she took my energy, but, um, yeah, she's, she's a fiery little one, tons of energy, super healthy, no issues. And and
0: was pregnancy
1: pretty normal
0: for you? Like, did you have any more or fewer issues than other women that you know of? Do you think that the floxing affected your pregnancy at all?
1: Uh... No, I don't think so. I actually had a really easy pregnancy. I never had morning sickness. I never had any issues. Um, The only thing was when I started getting later into my pregnancy, my leg, my right leg that had been injured, sometimes had issues with pain or giving out a little bit. And I think that's just because my leg was still weak and um, the extra weight was causing strain on it. So,
0: yeah. 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 Well, I think that it's a huge relief for people to hear that you've had, you know, a healthy, active child post-flox. Yeah. I know that a lot of women are really concerned about it. It was something that I was certainly concerned about when I first got floxed. Absolutely. And, and it's, um. yeah, it's kind of it's it's a scary thought of, you know, like, did I do something to, or did something happen to my body that could affect another person that could affect my child? And, and I think that largely from what we've seen from women who have um, had babies post flocks is they've been as healthy as any other babies. So yeah. that's really wonderful. Yeah. I'm definitely glad to, to hear that. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else you would like to tell people is there any sort of advice that you would like to give on how to approach this or um just what would you like to so, say to the foxy audience
1: yeah so I think that definitely keeping a positive mindset is a huge part of healing um I had severe anxiety when I when I was foxed um <clears throat> to the point where I was having panic attacks almost every day, all day. Um, but I really tried to focus on um, <clears throat> kind of my faith in things to work out and faith in in life and, and um, yeah, I, it was for, – so for me, floxing – and I, I know not lots, lots of people talk about this, or they just—it's not what they feel about floxing, But for me, floxing was a—it was a spiritual journey for me. And I don't want that to sound like really hippy dippy. But um, for me, it was kind of um, what's known as—I kind of consider it my dark night of the soul. So it was really a turning point in my life. Um, I had been a dancer and I had a dance company and I did that professionally for 10 years before I was floxed. Um, and I kind of, when I got floxed and I of course was bedridden and I couldn't walk and I didn't know if I was going to dance again. Um, it was, it, it had, it forced me to kind of go inside of myself and figure out, well, who am I outside of this, Persona that I've built for myself, so it was for me it kind of it. The whole thing kind of set me on a different journey. Um, so after I got better, um, later that year I became allergic to eggs, and I kind of um, eventually I went vegan when my daughter was born, and now I own a vegan cheese company. So I went from like being a pro dancer to like being A vegan food maker. So like my life completely changed through this whole process, um, which is really cool, I think, because um, my life was kind of one direction (laughs) in my 20s. um, Before I got floxed, I was kind of like, I'm going to have my dance company and this is what I'm going to do forever. And um, it forced me to see like, what else am I meant to do here? What else am I passionate about? that sort of thing. So, so yeah, I think it was, for me, it was, that's what I mean But it was kind of a spiritual journey of finding new ways to, to bring health and happiness to other people. Um, and yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's amazing and beautiful and it's really fantastic that you were able to land on your feet and, Mm-hmm. Like, like in, in uh, you know um uh, both literally and not and metaphorically that's the word yeah. I, was, I was looking for it's like metaphysically that's not right no metaphorically but um but yeah it, it was a huge spiritual journey for me as well and I I think that 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 component of it is something that I tried to talk about in the podcast and I, I try to write about it too that right. that these these transformations in your body mind and spirit you know it's all tied together and, um, you know, when you're, when, when you feel wrecked physically, you can feel wrecked spiritually too, but you know, you're not wrecked yeah. and, um, and, yes, yeah, so for, for me as well, it was a huge spirit, spiritual journey and I appreciate you talking about that and mentioning it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great, great advice to, um, you know, let people know to have faith, you know, that was something that I really, um, hadn't had to lean on before I went through fluoroquinolone toxicity, before I got floxed and had to deal with that. But it is something that I definitely had to um, lean on as I was going
1: through it. So, For sure. And I think that when people are kind of in the thick of it, it's hard to see that. It's hard to see. And for me, too, even while I was in the thick of it, it was so hard for me to see past just the physical pain. Um, it was, it was really disheartening. Um, but yeah, I guess I just want people to know that like there is, there is another, that other component to this journey if you let it teach you those lessons, I guess.
0: Right. Right. It, 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 it certainly was for you, for you and it was for me as, as well. And, you know, um, I, I think that, speaking out about this difficult thing that has happened to you. I know that that was really cathartic and it was really healing for me as well, but just to tell my story and to help, help other people through this. So I really appreciate you taking the time to tell your story and to reach out to other people. And I'm sure it will help lots of people to hear your story. For sure. So, um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And, um, I will be putting this up shortly. I guess if people have questions for you, they can leave um, they can leave comments on Floxy Hope, and um, either Tamara or I or um, someone else in the community hopefully will be able to answer them. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, okay. thank you so much, and have a wonderful day. Great. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks. Have a good evening. Thanks you too.